Hello world, I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to Church Mag Podcast number 71. It's difficult to recognize that there will be more solutions later on. If it really was clearly the best way to do it, then everybody would be doing that. If you want to really help people, teach them how to solve their own problems, give them the tools they need to find their own solutions. This week's podcast is brought to you by Media Fusion. Media Fusion can get your church started with live streaming video for as little as $9 per month. Learn more, sign up for free by visiting MediaFusionApp.com. That's MediaFusionApp.com. On this week's podcast, we'll talk about the importance of realizing that there are multiple reasonable solutions when facing tech problems. If you want to join the conversation or ask a question, use the hashtag CMAGCast. Now that the fun begin. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Uh, today we're going to talk about multiple solutions. It's, uh, it feels like sometimes in the church tech world, um, everything is all about one solution. Like, this is the only way to church stream. Uh, this is the only way to do your website. There's only one way to do mobile apps. There's only one way to do projectors, soundboards. It always seems like um, everything is, is, is kind of framed in, this is the best, this is the only. And the truth of the matter is, is that there is a broad spectrum of solutions to fit the broad spectrum of church tech and church needs. The size of your church, the size of your church's budget, the size of your volunteer base, on and on. You know, one size does not fit all, but it seems like a lot of times, whether it be the the guy who's in charge of the the church sound department thinks that there's only one way to do it, uh, all the way down to maybe even church mag. Maybe sometimes um, our our blog articles come off in such a way that seems like there's only one way. Like, what if I don't want to do my web, my webs my church website and WordPress? Is that allowed, church mag? Hmm. May I ask? You can ask, but the answer is no. <laughs> I think that whenever technology, I think that the speed at which technology works, it's the, just to kind of get that initial perception out, it's difficult to recognize that there will be more solutions later on. And so um, with the web, there used to be you had to do it by hand. And that was the only way that you could do it. And if you did it any other way, it was really going to look sloppy. I mean, think about it. If you wanted to make your own website, you had to go through a website like Tripod and they did not have the best solutions for you. And so eventually we got to a point where there's great solutions out there. Some of them more expensive than other because they have that church leaning others that are great solutions, but aren't Christian based, but are much cheaper and still very effective. But it's hard for people to move into those new solutions, especially when they have a whole business behind it, especially whenever they know that it's worked in the past and they have a whole routine and, it can give you a lot more options, but the fact of the matter is now there are more solutions. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was a time where you had to hard code, you know, HTML your website, um, or or some gear was very cost prohibitive. Like, you know, a, a church of two hundred people could never imagine streaming their Sunday morning service because the the price to do it was so high. Not only the gear, but then the bandwidth. Whereas now. You know, for not very much money at all, uh, any church can can stream on the web. And so, like you said, technology changes really fast. So, and that includes the cost 
to do things as well. That changes really fast as well. But um, I remember a few times I had a, a solution to a problem, whether it be the website or the church sound or the church projection. And I remember having, I'll just say, an argument, argument with other people on how to do it. And it was very frustrating because to me, the way I wanted to do it was the best way, right? And I know, I know if you deal with church tech, you've either seen this, experienced it with somebody else, or you've done it yourself. You just get so narrow visioned on something. And I remember my pastor said, I, I, I got done with my my monologue of frustration that, that no one would see it, you know, that this other guy wouldn't see it my way. The pastor just smiled, leaned back in his chair, and he said, Eric, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And... um it's true. And just briefly, let me just apologize to all the cat lovers out there. I no way, shape, or form does the Church Mag podcast endorse skinning cats. It's just a term. The cats are awful, so there's that. <laughs> there's two kinds of people in the world. Those that think cats are uh, Satan reincarnated, and uh, those that think cats are amazing and you should sit and watch videos for hours on end i think actually i think that there is people that post stupid cat photos and then there's humanity so that's how i would actually classify it but you you guys go about your business and i'll, I'll keep listening see i i personally think that everyone believes that cats are the harbinger of the <laughs> devil uh it's just that some people are okay with it <laughs> But sometimes they're so hilarious. No, they're not. Okay. All right. You know, we need we need to have everybody weigh in on cats, whether they're funny or they like cats or whether they hate cats. Just use the CMAGCast hashtag weigh in on this issue. I mean, this the, these are the, the these are the questions that are so important on the Internet when dealing with technology. I mean, it's important. How do you feel about cats? I didn't even know it was a question. I thought it was just a statement. General fact. Oh, general fact. <laughs> well, clearly, we know where you stand. Well, also, I'll be honest. This is I really struggle with this. I'm I am uh, when I have an opinion. It's an opinion I'm very convinced of. <laughs> right? You know. Um, yeah, we've talked to you, we, we've tried to talk to you about the possibility of using a PC instead of Apple, and you just like. It's bad. It's bad news. That's not an opinion. That's a fact-based assertion. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, just deal with that, Jeremy. Anyway, so uh, for me, changing my mind is like climbing Mount Everest, okay? Once you get up there, you might have succeeded, but just take it. it's taken you so long. It cost you so much. Why even try? Just do what I want. But... And it's not a great attitude to have, but it's like I have a hard time. If I have solved a problem in my head, I've solved the problem. It's what I'm. It's one of the things I'm good at. I'm good at finding solutions. So when I find one, I want to implement my solution. Now, in the end, sometimes it's not because I'm mature, or it's just because I don't. In the end, I don't care enough to fight for my solution. Like whatever, just solve the problem, you know. But when I, when when I have even the tiniest investment in the in the issue. I'll fight for my solution tooth and nail to the point where the problem doesn't get solved because we're too busy duking it out. It's it's really it's an issue I have, and I, I know that there are others who are who are the same way. Or God help you, maybe even worse. And and ultimately, that doesn't help find the best solution. That really just that only really helps you get the solution that you like happen. Well, my solution is the best solution, but it does slow the whole process <laughs> down. 
What do you think, Jeremy? What, break this down psychologically for us. Well, I think that, first of all, you have to realize that your best solution is for your situation. And it might be actually the greatest solution ever for your situation. But you have to realize that not everybody's situation falls into that realm. And so just realizing, first of all, that your bias is there. But then beyond that, you are trying to work for a particular set of skills, as they might say in a movie. And so just recognizing that you might not understand their best options that might be available for them. I know that there's been a lot, I've done a lot of sound work um, in churches and people love to go for certain soundboards or for certain speakers, but they've never actually stepped in that church and they don't know the acoustic dynamics. And yet they're already making recommendations for that church or they don't understand the budget of the church. They don't understand um, how people have, tried to commit to the church as far as volunteering. And yet they already have presentation software that they want that church to use because they haven't taken the time to actually ask questions, which is a huge thing for me. You need to ask the questions before you start to make a recommendation. Right. Like how, how is your praise and worship band set up? How many, how many monitors, how many different monitor mixes do you need or want? How many instruments do you want to feed in? How many are digital? How many? I mean, there, there are. You're absolutely right. And the praise and worship sound is a great example for that. But we also often think, well, a website is just a website. But even with website solutions, it can be just as unique and complicated as the praise and worship band. How many people they're set up? The acoustics of the building, like on and on and on. There's like all these different factors, and that can be said with all kinds of solutions, uh, like the uh, church management systems, for instance. There's probably about twenty or twenty five church CMSs that you could you could consider okay but of those there's probably only five that I would actually recommend but still you you're still looking at five different solutions you're not looking at one you're looking at five and so clearly there's always there's always um Sometimes there really isn't a wrong answer. There sometimes is better and best. But when you, if you can just kind of get that solution within a range, I think that that's really, really what you want to hit on is, is kind of hit it in, in a range. Because to say this is superior, this isn't superior is really quite foolish in the end. Because if it really was clearly the best way to do it, then everybody would be doing that. Right. Yeah. I mean, if it was the absolute best way, let's put it like this. If it was the absolute best way to do something, there'd be a YouTube video showing you how to do it. <laughs> you know? I mean, hey, honestly. How they get that YouTube it, video of my church? Hey, that. Hey, that's a video YouTube of me. Hey, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> the internet provides us now with so much in the way of research for any issue or question you've got. You know, um, this is this is kind of off topic, but I think it, I think it will lend itself to the discussion. Um, my wife, we bought a new car a few years ago, um, and she needed to change wiper blades. I hate changing wiper blades on all cars because they're all just slightly different and they're very annoying. And her car had this, these really weird kind of blades, and I'm like, how do you change these stupid blades? So I'm, I'm looking at this, looking at that, and I just get on Google, and I find this website and this website. And finally, I found a website that says, you know, upper blade uh, installation problems for X model. And it's the exact model car I have. Because apparently, there's a whole community of people out there who are whining and moaning about how stupid my, this car is on the, on the blades. And a little bit of research... I, 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 went, I found several different opinions, and then I finally found somebody having the exact same problem as me. 
You know, I think what we forget sometimes is that our our issues in churches are our problems. Um, they're diverse problems, and using the internet, using a, an, I don't want to say a committee of people because you get a, a committee involved. You get, you get only too, sometimes too many voices, but a select group of people uh, with different ways of looking at problems, and then a little bit of research, you'll find. I bet. Uh, a church out there on the internet who has had a similar problem and has found a solution that you could implement and, and it make even more and, and tailor make even more to your specific solution or, or, or specific problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I think that life can oftentimes be broken down, and you can use the analogy of an RPG game to say that one particular character is better than the other. You know, any RPG player is going to tell you, well, no, it depends on how you're playing. It depends on how you want to play, right? It complete, it's completely different. And and some of the some of the um, best games out there are games that promote that that present the player with a particular task, and then that player can can reach that objective through one of several means. So there isn't just one way to complete the level. Like you can, you know, go in guns and blazing, you can sneak, you can do like there's there's multiple ways that you can reach your goal, right? And people gamers really enjoy that because it is it's more lifelike. It's more diverse. And it's interesting that with life, when we're when we're really faced with problems, we want things to be more like Super Mario Brothers. Like there's really only one way to beat this level, right? That, that's how we approach it. But really, it's not like that at all. It's very robust. There's a lot of different ways to come up, come up with the same outcome, right? And so I think uh, for us to really do a good job as church tech is to be a little bit more open-minded and more willing to, to search out and look at other, other ways of doing things. And when people ask you a question, like you said, Jeremy, there's been times that I've seen on the, uh, the Google Plus um, tech group, somebody will ask a question, really simple like you know what soundboard i should use and it's full of answers and the best answer to those kind of questions are usually a question like how big is the room how what is your what what is your budget you know on and on and on i mean just you know several podcasts ago phil was talking about how or maybe it was a blog post i don't remember it's kind of a blur um about using wix as a church website solution now that's riddled with problems but you know what yeah. some churches might yeah. need a wig yeah. solution i think i think maybe a big question in all this and it started way before this but the internet gives everybody a voice and people like to just go ahead and share what they think um but in the reality of the situation is, is you probably have no idea and you probably are the worst person to give an answer to in many different things and so just recognizing that you giving a solution in that process is probably not the best thing in the world for that church and probably for yourself too. And you can always ask questions. You can always make clarifying points. You can always offer an idea, but I feel like this discussion doesn't just stop there. It's this discussion goes into I'm right. You're wrong. And stop trying to tell me otherwise. And that's always a difficult thing. Yeah. And I think as the church, as a church tech community, there's one thing that can, that can really help curb kind of this, you know, my way, the highway kind of mentality is the advice givers, you know, in, in how we present our advice, you know, well, this is what I like. Like even little, little, little things like that. When you give your opinion on something, is actually treating it like an opinion instead of actual concrete fact, right? I think it, this might be a good example to kind of maybe crystallize our thinking on this. If someone came up to you, Eric, and said, 
hey, I want to buy a new computer. What should I buy? You'd instantly ask the questions like, okay, well, what are you going to use it for? You know, and, and I think it's finding the finding the background, figuring out the person, figuring out their needs. That is going to determine the what's what solution to apply, what computer to get. I mean, obviously it'll be a Mac, but what kind of Mac? You know, um, <laughs> but it won't be a Mac. So. <laughs> I'm joking. But anyway. But seriously. Uh, it, well, well, let's all agree on this. It won't be a Chromebook, okay? Anyway. So, uh, <laughs> there is truth there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess that, yeah, there, there are some solutions that, yeah, you, you should not entertain. <laughs> that might be one of them. Yeah. But at any rate, you know, we the, the thought process here, I think, is just that it's – it's a twofold thing. It's one finding out little particular particularities of each of each issue that um, that might seem like a small detail, but really jam up the solution you want to put, press forward. Because sometimes it's those small little particularities that you don't realize, so you keep pushing for your solution, and then finally someone says, "Oh, did you not know this part here? That that's why that won't work." And you stand back like an idiot, and go, "Oh, I did, didn't know that part," you know. Um, and then secondly, I think it's, it's accepting, accepting, you know, in humility that uh, your experience and your, uh, your learning is not infinite, nor is it all inclusive. You've not, you've not, you've not gained everything. And I think that's the harder part because I think the, um, the, the tech, the church tech team uh, has this innate ability to assume that because they are the experts in the area, they know absolutely everything. You know, um, I know that I, I've, I guess I've, I said I've struggled with it before because I've had, I've had pastors say, Hey, I want to, I want to do this. And I think we should get this. I'm like, well, that's a terrible idea, pastor. That's a, that's a, you know, one of those things, Eric, where they wanted to, they wanted to do some sort of thing and they go, Hey, I've heard this new website thing called Wix. We should use this to build our website. And I'm like, uh, no, we should not use that pastor. We can do a lot better than that, you know, but because, but it's one of those things where, where a humble response, one, could, could lead towards a, a real solution, but two, not every situation ends up being that way. There are times definitely where the, the sound people have to say, you know what, that's not going to work. And then they can debate it out amongst themselves. But there are a lot of times where it, the, the, best, the best answer, the best solution is the one that's, that uh, you find some some unity on. Because if you're implementing, if you're constantly implementing solutions, only one person has supported then you're never going to have team unity, and that's going to be a, a continual issue to deal with. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the, the Wix the Wix website is a great is a great example. Um, you know, if your pastor came and asked you about that, m- maybe a good reply would be, "All right, cool. You know, let me look into that." Now, as a tech guy, you know, you you may actually know all about it. You know all about Wix. You all know. You, you know. You currently have a WordPress site. You know everything's going fine, right? You, you know all this stuff. So when someone asks you that, to you, it's like a, a stupid question, right? It reminds me of the old SNL skit of the um, IT guy, and he's like, move! And then the person is supposed to move from their seat, right, uh, to then fix the computer because they're not doing it. It's like, get out of the way. Let me run the mouse and the keyboard. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's how it can be. You know, we have all this all this knowledge. Or we have this experience. So when we hear this question, it sounds ludicrous. Well, they, they're not coming from where you're coming at. So don't assume that. So then maybe you follow up with your pastor and you say, well, you know, we could do the Wix website. 
but here's why we probably don't want to and we want to use our current solution or you know blah 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 but basically you know show them because people aren't you know i know that people can be really stupid i'm one of those people but we're really not all that stupid. And so if you can talk in terms that other people understand, you can outline and say why this is a bad idea and why this is a better idea or a good idea. And from there, you can really make headway and no one's insulted and and you don't get labeled as that really hard to deal with tech guy up in the sound booth. Here's an interesting thing for you guys. In counseling, my job for a lot of people, they think that the, my job is for them to come in and I fix them. And that simply is not the case because just as we're talking about with all this tech stuff, I have no idea their culture. I have no idea their context. I don't even know if what they are saying as far as their symptoms, that's actually what's happening or if they're lying to me. And so they could come in and every single week make up this whole story about things that are going wrong. And I can still do great counseling with them because it has nothing to do with what has happened in the past, but how they are handling anxiety, stress, all those different things and trying to overcome and move forward in this process. And the great thing about that is, is my job is simply to listen and to be able to correct any thinking errors in that process. And so one of the, one of the recent articles I had done back in July was I wanted to do a case study of building up my own PC because I've done that in the past. I've been out of the game for several years and I'm kind of at a loss. I know what it means to have gigahertz and to have the RAM at this certain level, but I don't know the best products out there. And so I asked, what are some things that you could, what are some of the best products out there? And people made their recommendations and stuff, and that's fine. That's why I wanted to do to kind of start looking. But one of the best things that somebody offered to me wasn't a product, but something called PC part picker. And that thing has changed how I approached this because they didn't give me a solution but they actually gave me a way to be able to do my own research in this process. And I wonder if sometimes we just want to get solutions to say, I'm smart, here you go, move on with your day, where the fact of the matter is, is it's going to take some time. And what happens if a pastor says, hey, what's the best website option out there? Instead of giving them a solution, you allow them to find the solution themselves. Because if you give them the solution then you get to be the hero. But the also downside is if you give them a solution and it doesn't work out because maybe user error and it has nothing to do with your solution, you're the bad guy in that process. Uh, yeah, seriously. That goes with all kinds of advice, right? If, if people take it and you tell them what to do, then you know what? You're going to be the one to blame and no one wants to be in that position. The, the, the PC, um, the, the part picker, example is excellent. I went and checked that place out. It was really cool because it also had builds that other people had done, successful builds, because I can just imagine someone saying, you asking the question, you have any tips? And somebody says, you should get, you should get the, uh, the, the 960 graphic card. And you'd be like, all right, cool. Going to get the 960 graphic card. You go, you order your parts, you get the 960 graphic card. It doesn't work. You say, Hey man, you said to get the 96 graphic card. How come it's not working? And they say, "Well, how many watts is your power unit?" And you tell them 380. And they're like, "Well, there's your problem." <laughs> and you're like, "Well, you didn't mention anything about how many watts my power supply should be." And so, you know, you can really open yourself up to a lot of confusion and and mistakes too by doing that's, that. That's a lot of money you just spent too. Yeah. Jeremy, I think you had a great point there. I think you hit on the ancient idea of, you know, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach him how to fish, feed him for a lifetime. You know, if you want to really help people, teach them how to solve their own problems, give them the tools they need 
to find their own solutions. Cause then then's a solution they're going to own. And so like the classic, the classic example of the pastor and the website, the pastor wants to build a website. Okay. Great pastor. Uh, what, what are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking about doing this. Okay. Well, here's some, here's some sources you can go to for some research. Uh, why don't you look at these and tell me what you think and we can kind of look at it together. Whereas he said, yeah, pastor, we can get such a WordPress website. No problem. You set it up, give them, send him a login. He never logs in. Right. Yeah. I think ultimately what it comes down to as far as the church tech community is, is losing this, um, losing this pride of always knowing best and always having the answer and really, you know, being more humble and really helping people along because, you know, technology isn't as niche to geeks as it did was was at one time it is mainstream everyone uses tech all the time so um i I think it's you know i think fundamentally that's what it comes down to i i would agree with mobile devices but i wouldn't necessarily agree with everything Mm. because building a pc your average person doesn't know the first thing to do with that and so i think that there's still a lot of stuff with that to the church soundboard and projectors and all that stuff I think is is still pretty detailed and you're going to have to either hire an expert to come in or have someone really knowing what they're doing so to some degree I agree some degree not but people, but people think that they're an expert yes yes exactly because you can imagine the church website argument right in, in any size of group you're going to have a number of people who have a blog even on wordpress.com right that's that you know they they clicked that text tab and they saw the HTML and they made an edit and they're pretty sure that they know everything about about web code because they did that one time, <laughs> right? Or you know they they know someone who used Wix, you know, and so yeah yeah definitely a lot more voices out there. There is a lot of unsolicited advice for using uh, WordPress from people that. That's all they've ever used. They've never even created a website themselves. And so they say, this solution works for me, which is great. I'm glad that a solution worked for you, but it might not be the best option for everybody. One, one time when I was in high school, I had a tripod website that I hand-coded. Thank you very much, Jeremy. And uh, <laughs> doubt my chops. Uh, I used HTML 3.0. What? Wait, anyway. did I doubt your chops? What? Did I doubt your chops? I don't like your doubt, doubt my chops a little bit there. When? I know, I, I know how to carrot, center, carrot, text, carrot, slash, center, carrot. Anyway, so... Um, I proved, I you proved me wrong. Yep, you're right. Don't brag too much about your coding skills, because I will say that the last couple of weeks of me editing your posts, I have to fix every link because you're not hard coding the links correctly. Uh, the smart quotes? It's stupid ever know is adding in smart quotes. I didn't know it was doing that because I updated Evernote last week or two weeks ago, and it, it changed my settings back to smart quotes. Oh. <laughs> right, I didn't turn it off. It's so annoying. This is this getting edited out. Good luck editing this back to normal, Eric. Anyway, so I built this tripod, and this is nothing to the topic at all. But I'm telling the story now. I built this website on tripod, and this guy, Eric, like you said, the they click from the, the, from the from the text window to the code window, right? And they think they know code all of a sudden. This guy was trying to impress people like he knew how to hack websites. And so I don't know this for a fact, but I'm 98% sure. He saved my website on his desktop as an HTML page, right? And then opened it up in text view, edited it, changed it, 
refreshed his saved version, his local version, and then showed everybody how, how he hacked my website and edited it. And he's bragging to everyone. My friends are going, dude, this guy hacked your website. And I'm like, no, he didn't. This, I mean, Tripod's on Paragon Security, but if Tripod had got hacked, I'm pretty sure I would have, I'd have heard about it. That's an idea. That's an idea. Like, oh, I can, uh, yeah, I can, I can, I can center this, or I can fix, I can fix, I can fix someone else's link, you know, hard coded link. Yeah, no problem. And all of a sudden, you know, all of HTML. All of a sudden, you're you're Tim Warner's Lee or whatever, you know. Or or you uh, you change a color aspect in the CSS. Oh yeah, you're you're a boss now. You can totally see the matrix. Thank you for joining us this week. Be sure to use the hashtag CMagCast, and we'll be sure to reply. Please leave us a review on iTunes. It's making Jeremy really grouchy, so that would be really awesome. And you can submit any comment, question, or podcast idea. Simply jump online and visit churchmag forward slash riddle me this. Until next week. I had a GeoCity site, and I had this... this um, oh, who didn't, man? Are you kidding me? Yeah, and I had this... this uh, clover background that was really dense and in the bottom right or left hand corner I put like a little a little dash link it was like the secret page <laughs> <laughs> we should put some easter eggs on church yeah Man. we should and they should link they should link to if church Man was a geocity site and then <laughs> and then do our front page like that oh my gosh alternate oh this is ooh we might should do an april fool's WordPress theme change. That would be pretty fun. And we don't see Eric for another four days. Dun, dun, dun. All right, cool. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. Hey, Jeremy, where are you at in Minecraft right now, buddy? Trading a lot of paper. I'm I'm hearing a lot of clicks.